0: The girl crush podcast some theme music will be your sandra bullock source i love the range of movies that she's in her eyebrows they're amazing she's very striking features fast male co-star quirky little personality she's got real tears at multiple parts in this movie oh yeah key sandra bullock physical comedy powerful woman i mean she's a boss the whole movie i'm just all in rom-com brilliant smart five out of five Hello and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Anne. And I'm Allie. We have a Girl Crush on Sandra Bullock, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your own thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram
1: at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to rate and review. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Love Potion Number 9. This movie was released in 1992 and it's available now to rent on Amazon Prime. And in this movie, a scientist gets a mysterious love potion from a gypsy that's supposed to change his life. So he decides to test it out. And Sandra Bullock plays a character named Diane. This movie tickled me, I will say. (laughs) So if you're bored and you want a movie that will just make you giggle, I think it's worth a rental fee. This movie really did get you. It did. I think I must have been in, like, the perfect mood to watch this type of movie. I watched this movie because we
0: watched it at the same time. I watched this movie sitting in O'Hare Airport on a layover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right.
1: Your layover was also, like, in Chicago, so we were like, you're so close, but so far.
0: Yes, yes. I would say this is probably not the movie
1: to watch, uh, sitting in an airport terminal, but. (laughs) Fair. Still, it is very cute. It's cute. Yeah. It's not like a must-see, but if you're bored and you're looking for a quirky movie, this might be the one. (laughs) Yes. So if you'd like to go watch it, now is the time to pause and go do so. Otherwise, here's your spoiler alert. Okay. So, for Love Potion Number
0: 9, we gave this plot a 7 out of 10. The movie opens with a song playing Love Potion Number 9. Mhm. Honestly, the way the credits are rolling at the beginning, I had never seen this movie before or really heard of it.
1: Yeah. And I was Same. like, is this a scary movie? <laughs> Because when they first start out, the first scene is creepy. It is. The sound changes. It's very
0: creepy sounds. There's these four people, like, walking up in slow motion to this old rundown house. Yes. Weird start to a rom-com. I'm like, I did not, I did not sign up for this. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the guys, Paul, played by none other than Tate Donovan... Gets his palm read there by a gypsy palm reader. So that's what this house is. And the first thing she says when reading his palm is, you do very bad with women. (laughs) The palm reader tells Paul that she does not see love in his future for a long, long time. And she gives him some of her love potion, which is called love potion number eight.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: So, Paul is a biochemist, and we find out that he has a crush on Diane, who's exactly his type. And we meet Diane, played by Sandy. She is sporting this frizzy hair, the bushiest eyebrows I've maybe ever seen on Sandra Bullock. Yes. Really nerdy glasses, kind of funky-looking teeth. I don't know if they had her wear fake teeth. Yeah. It's like they had a big gap between them. Yeah. Yeah. And she has this very buttoned-up outfit, but she's also a scientist and they are co-workers. Mm -hmm. And Paul's friend pays him $100 to talk to a beautiful woman at the bar. He kind of reluctantly agrees and offers to buy her a drink, but she ridicules him for thinking she'd be interested in him, asking if he's someone special. So mean. I was, like, kind of on her side at first because... As a woman, you are approached by men who you want nothing to do with, and sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to
1: be firm. But I think she took it a little too far. Yeah, she was just flat out mean. Yes. But I agree. Unfortunately, a lot of times we're, like, forced to be mean for men to understand. Not all men, but, like, those creepos at a bar. Also, when was the last time I was in a bar? I don't know. (laughs) This is in my younger years. Literally years. (laughs) I'm an old married woman now. And there was like a pandemic. I haven't been out in a while. Yeah. But we're going to see each other
0: next week. Yes. We'll go to a bar together. Good idea. We'll just walk in and stand there and then leave. (laughs) I don't know what to wear anymore. Me either. I would probably show up in like jeans and riding boots, which has not been the style in at least 10 years.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're killing me. (laughs) So (laughs) there's
0: this montage of Diane and Paul, both of them getting home to their respective places and doing kind of the same routine, like checking the mail, checking their empty voicemails. They both have these Einstein posters by their front (laughs) door. They're reading books by the same author. Like, they're clearly cut from the same cloth. Yes. Paul gets a call from his friends apologizing for putting him through that situation with the woman who was really mean to him. And such good friends he has. They send a call girl to his house to, like, uh, make up for it yeah. because he failed with this other woman. Right. Yeah. This call girl notices Paul has a super nice stereo, and she goes through his bathroom stuff. She, like, steals stuff from him. And when she leaves, like, Paul just wanted to talk. When she leaves, she mentions to her pimp that his stereo was probably worth thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Diane gets a late-night call from someone who asks if she wants to be alone. Like, oh, do you, do you want to be alone? <laughs> <laughs> so she gets out of bed and lets this guy in, and their interaction's kind of awkward at first, but they end up sleeping together, and right when she seems to kind of be into this guy, he leaves, and you kind of get the impression that she's kind of his secret booty call.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ugh. And I don't know if we know his name at that point. Not yet. We'll find out later.
0: He's just this mysterious, and he's like kind of a handsome yeah. guy. Yeah. They don't seem like they'd be together. Mm -hmm. So earlier that night, Paul had thrown away the potion that the gypsy had given him, but his cat gets into the trash and licks a bit of the potion. (laughs) And it meows out the window and cats from all over the city arrive. It's hilarious because it's a legitimate cat call, so it's kind of funny.
1: (laughs) That scene is my actual nightmare. Just hundreds of cats. Just Hundreds of cats coming into his apartment like through the windows, I would actually shrivel up and die right there. I hate cats. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> do you think these were 1992 CGI cats or do you think they had like 72 cat wranglers on set? I did not even think cats. about that. Oh man, I don't know. I'm sure they were real cats, but I wonder if they imposed them into the scene later. Like, You've heard the term herding cats. I don't think you can just
0: set a hundred cats down and Aww. have any sort of coordinated movement.
1: Absolutely not, unless they all band together and decide to be one giant devil. Ellie's <laughs> rubbing her temples. Like I she am. just can't even handle the thought of it. I'm so scared of cats that like I'm scared of one cat. I can't imagine this whole scene. <laughs> so Paul, the next day, brings a sample of this potion to Diane at work,
0: and he kind of explains what happened with his cat. And Diane works with animal behavior, so he hopes she can help him figure it out. So they give the potion to a chimp that she works with, and the chimp makes this sound, and suddenly the boy chimp literally breaks through the wall to come after the girl (laughs) chimp and goes wild. And the girl trimp, like, retreats to her cage and locks herself in there. The boy trimp is humping the cage and then falls asleep.
1: Uh. <laughs> it is, like, a long scene of this happening, too. It's hilarious. It's outrageous. It's very – you have to be in the right mood. Yeah, it's – outrageous is a good word. It's, like, why
0: is this happening for so long? <laughs>
1: right. Like, it's so stupid, but if you're in the right mood, it's just the perfect kind of hilarious. <laughs> So Paul
0: and Diane spend weeks studying this compound and what effect it produces. They're testing it on the chimps as they go. And they finally decide they need to dilute it and test it on humans, but they don't really know who to trust with it. So Paul proposes that he and Diane test it because they are prudent and responsible. Mm -hmm. So they divide the remaining potion between them and decide not to talk for three weeks. So it's a real scientific experiment. Mm -hmm. Once you take it, other... Like, if I took it, other women would hate me. Yes.
1: Yes. But men would be, like, falling all over you. Right, right,
0: right. And the way that they diluted it, the potion works for, like, four hours at a time. hmm So, Diane is on her way home. She gets pulled over, and she decides to try out the potion. So, she, like, clears her throat and smiles, and the cop smiles at her and lets her go with a warning. And the cop asks her out after his shift – And this is a cop who I think had maybe pulled her over earlier in the movie, and, like, they don't get along, you know? Right. There's also a hilarious (laughs) slow-mo of her spraying the potion into her mouth, like, (laughs) breath spray. Yes. so funny. Is that a clip you used in the TikTok of going out after
1: quarantine expectations? I didn't use the one from the cop car, actually. But there's a a few times where she sprays it in her mouth. Oh, I wish I would have found that slow-mo one. Mm, That would be good. But
0: (laughs) go check out the TikTok. Featuring a clip from this movie. At
1: Girl Crush Pod. (laughs) Maybe it's at Girl Crush Podcast. I don't remember. Yeah, me either. You'll find it. We believe in you. So Diane keeps getting... She gets pulled over a lot. And
0: her car insurance gets canceled because of it. And she goes to try to work it out, but the office is full of women. So that's not going to work. But she finally finds a man, sprays the love potion in her mouth, and she easily gets her insurance reinstated. And you kind of... (laughs) Based on her character and the way they present, like, her appearance, you get the impression that Diane has never experienced, like, that privilege before. Yes. And it's kind of intoxicating to her to finally, like, be treated the way that she's seen really conventionally beautiful beautiful women treated. Yes.
1: Yeah, she's kind of, like, giggly after it happens. Like, I can't believe this is happening.
0: Right. So after she leaves the insurance company, she bumps into this man on the sidewalk and apologizes. And then she's just kind of staring at some jewelry in the window. And he is totally enamored with her. Remember, it lasts for four hours. And he's telling her how beautiful she is. He buys her the expensive jewelry that she's looking at. And he invites her to a party that night. (laughs) So he comes to pick her up. He's in a tux. She is not dressed for a black tie event. I don't think she owns a black tie right. outfit. Ugh. And he takes her to an after hours department store. Again, my dream,
1: Come which we talked on. about in the Minions episode. <laughs> this is like so much fun to think about going after hours. There's nobody else there. You get to pick out this beautiful outfit. Come on. Yeah, especially when it comes with a shopping spree. Seriously, it's amazing. amazing.
0: So she arrives to the party looking gorgeous, but she still has her glasses and kind of her goofy smile, and she charms everybody there. So when she gets home, she's on cloud nine, and her usually empty voicemail has 67 messages (laughs) from men she met that night. (laughs) So we kind of flash over. We see Paul's story. He sprays the potion, and then he goes to the bar where he sees the woman who previously turned him down, and he sits next to her whispers a word in her, whispers something in her ear, and she's immediately interested in him. She's, like, introducing and flirting, and she starts making out with him right at the bar. She's, like, trying to take his pants (laughs) off. It's aggressive. (laughs) And he says, he's like, I'll go home with you if you can answer a question. Because she had kind of used the same tactic on him about, like, a fashion question. So he's like, how can you synthesize a methylated alkaloid? (laughs) She obviously does (laughs) not know. Right. And, yeah, she had done, like I said, she had done the same thing to him previously, asking who designed her top.
1: Yeah, like, that's, come on. Anyway, I appreciate this petty and harmless revenge.
0: Me too. I'm like, like good, good for, for you, you, Paul. Paul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same page. Yes. So, at that party she went with the rich guy, she met the Prince of England. <laughs> so, now she's dating the Prince of England, Diane.
1: <laughs> our sweet Diane. Sweet, innocent Diane with yeah. no dating experience. Yes. So
0: there's security at her place now,
1: and the
0: guy who'd come over at the beginning of the movie to booty call her, his name is Gary, and security obviously won't, like, let him up to see her now. Bye-bye, Gary. Yeah. And the three weeks are up between them testing out the potion, and they see each other. Diane has had a total makeover. Her hair's blown out. Her teeth have somehow been corrected over the course of three weeks. <laughs> She's, like, dressed super nicely, and she's on the potion, so she's, like, not even wanting to talk to Paul. Right. Because the the way the potion works is if they smell your breath or something, like, you have to talk or breathe.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's they hear you or if they, yeah, smell you or hear you, maybe. Yeah.
0: So she's like, oh, I can't talk to you because then we'll be attracted to each other. Right. So she writes on a note inviting Paul to an art auction that night with her and the prince. (laughs) cool and this is like the original prince in me <laughs> and she and paul both take some potion at the event but they're really cautious about who they talk to like they don't want to talk to each other yeah they've like learned how to use it <laughs> mm-hmm. diane meets paul at a park and tells him that the prince has proposed to her and she's like i'm thinking about it <laughs> and paul's like Why are you thinking about it? And she says she hasn't had a date in four years. She's always felt ugly. And now she has the Prince of England proposing to her. Mm -hmm. So at least, you know, there's some like reality check there. She's not totally caught up in it. Like, I'm glad you still kind of see Diane shining through. Right. Paul's perturbed. He says, you have had a date in the last four years. I asked you to lunch.
1: But she doesn't remember that as a date. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it was lunch. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. These poor kids. Oh, boy. Missed signals. Listen, lunch is uh, ambiguous. If you want to ask someone on a date, tell them it's a date. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Another word of advice. Yeah. From GCP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Paul seizes the day. He sees his opportunity, and he sees his competition in the Prince of England, And he formally asks Diane out. And she says, yes. (laughs) Like, bye, Prince of England. (laughs) See ya. Yeah. I do kind of love
1: that. It's really sweet. Yeah, she just drops the monarchy. Yeah. Can you blame her? Doesn't even think about it for one second.
0: Though in 1992, I feel like the monarchy was really thriving. That's true. Wow, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, there's this really cute montage of them kind of falling in love. And Paul buys a ring to ask her to marry him. He has this whole plan. I'm not sure, like, whatever period of time this is, but... We learn momentarily. He goes to pick her up, but she doesn't answer. She's just disappeared, or she's ghosting him. She finally calls him, and he goes to see her, asking where she's been. And she's like, oh, so much has happened, and tells him that last week they became friends. Oh. Oh. Them falling in love has been over the course of a week. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, my gosh. Why don't movies use montages to their advantage? Like, you have the opportunity to pass
1: a reasonable amount of time. Right. Like, put a little italics caption at the bottom. Let us know how much time has passed. Three months later. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Well, no, it's been one week. One week. Anyway, she's like, oh, so much has
0: happened over the past week. <laughs> She tells him that she's been seeing someone off and on for 10 years and that everything is working out with him now and it's freaking Gary, the awful booty call man. Ugh. For 10 years? Come on. Also, they show Gary and there's this zoom in and he's wearing a snake ring and there's a snake sound effect. Ugh. <clears throat> so bad. it's oh, hilarious because Gary's a snake. Yes. So Paul, sweet Paul, says... Okay, we can be friends. (laughs) But he's really trying to sabotage Diane and Gary's relationship. And while Diane and Paul are hanging out, Gary calls her. And when she says she's talking to Paul, he gets super jealous. She reassures him they're just friends. But she tells Paul that Gary doesn't want her talking to him anymore.
1: Classic controlling, manipulative boyfriend. Yep. Everybody's had one. Your boyfriend's telling you, you got to just get out of there. Yep.
0: So Paul gets home, and the call girl from earlier in the movie, I guess at this point like two weeks ago, (laughs) she's in his apartment actually attempting to rob him. And she goes to his bathroom again. She finds the love potion, and she sprays it on her hand
1: and then licks it. Why? Right. Like, she clearly doesn't know what it is. So to her, it's probably just perfume. Right. Why would she lick it? That's so weird.
0: Anyway, it has its effect, and Paul gives her everything of value. He, like, helps Mm -hmm. her load her car. (laughs) After it wears off, he obviously realizes what happened, and it dawns on him that Gary must be using the potion on Diane. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the gypsy, and he confirms this, and he calls Diane and warns her. Diane doesn't really believe it, though. She's under Mm -hmm. the spell, and he's trying to get her away from Gary for four hours just to give it enough time for the potion to wear off and, like, talk sense into her, but he just can't do it. Mm -hmm. He goes back to the gypsy asking for an antidote, and she gives him the antidote, and it's called Love Potion Number Nine. Mm. And she says, it makes love pure, that if they were ever in love, then it will make their love last forever. But if he was in love with her, but she
1: was not in love with him, and they both take it,
0: then he will love her forever, and she will hate
1: him forever. So, like, a real gamble. Yeah, seriously. Like, why are the stakes so high here? Who so, created this? The gypsy.
0: <laughs> she's, like, got to make it dramatic, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Paul has these friends who he has looped into this conspiracy, and he's explaining his plan to them. They all think he's insane, as they should. They're like, Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? The call girl returns. She's running low on the potion she stole from him. And Paul's like, oh, Gary has it. (laughs) And off she goes. So Paul and his buddies who are supporting him, like good friends, even though they don't understand what or why he's doing this, they go to Gary's house to give Diane the love potion number nine and her friend answers the door and we find out that it's actually Gary and Diane's wedding day. This all escalated very quickly. So quickly. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. The bridesmaid knows something fishy is going on and she agrees to help Paul and his friends. So, she slips this potion into Diane's champagne, but Gary, like, bursts through the doors, and Diane doesn't actually drink it. Mm -hmm. So, still not, you know. Failed attempt. Yeah, failed attempt. So, then Paul just breaks into the wedding, and he tries to talk to Diane. Gary is physically holding him back as Paul is trying to kiss Diane. I think they're (laughs) on the altar at this point. Yes! He is escorted away in handcuffs. But the call girl, Marissa, she shows up because she's searching for this potion, and she speaks to Gary using the, like, last of the potion that she has, and she gets all the remaining potion from him. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, I think he went to the gypsy and, like, bought her out or stole it. So Marissa and Gary kiss, and he must have drank the champagne and taken love potion number nine because he tastes the sweat of a mule. (laughs) So obviously, they were never in love. Yeah. So, Marissa finally gets her hands on this, like, big old drop of non-diluted potion number eight out of this jar in Gary's trunk. Mm-hmm. And she seems to be, like, kind of infatuated with Gary. And so, she now goes to interrupt the ceremony, but she coughs and everyone turns around. And she took so much of this undiluted potion that the reactions are so extreme. Like the women are loathing her and the men are like clamoring over each other to get to her.
1: It's so outrageous over the top. It's hilarious. But wait, there's more.
0: There is a slow motion scene of Marissa running while hundreds of men are chasing her. It is so ridiculous.
1: She's, like, running through the streets, and more and more men just keep joining this mob of men chasing her. Yes. Like, so many. And Paul is
0: plugging his ears and yelling so he doesn't hear her speak. Yes. Or I guess it is when you speak. So Paul, still on his quest, he steals an abandoned car. He drives back to the hotel. And he runs up and kisses Diane and then punches Gary in the face. But it (laughs) it seems like the potion didn't work because he waits outside the hotel and she, like, doesn't show up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The guys all catch up with Marissa. She stops the chaos by screaming no. And they all listen. And she, like, starts directing them with what to do, making them do, like, really ridiculous things. (laughs) And I would assume she robs them all blind. Yes, most likely. So Paul still is waiting outside the hotel where the wedding was, and six minutes after he kissed her, she comes out, apologizes, and they kiss. The end. Yay. Yay. <laughs> honestly, my biggest takeaway is I never realized how
1: prevalent Tay Donovan was in the
0: 90s, like, rom-com scene until we started this podcast.
1: Yes. Honestly, he was one of those guys where it's like, I kind of recognized his face and kind of knew the name, but I didn't realize all that he was in. Yeah isn't tate
0: also the boyfriend that jennifer aniston and sandra bullock share yes did they
1: start dating after this movie um we should look that up who had him first i'm pretty sure it was jen who had him first really this movie was was 1992 oh wait no then never mind because i'm pretty sure well let's see yes so tate donovan and sandra bullock were together first and then tate donovan and jennifer aniston dated what was the gap Sandra Bullock and Tate Donovan dated in 1990 to 1994, and they met oh. they met on set filming for this. So, this started filming, you know, a couple years before it came out. Wow. Then Jennifer Aniston and Tate Donovan started dating in 95.
0: <gasps> and they, <gasps> they were
1: actually engaged, and they broke up, I think, in 98, and they actually broke up, like, right around the time that he appeared on Friends. Did Tate and Sandra break up
0: because of Jen? How did he meet Jen? He hadn't been on Friends. They didn't. Oh, wait. Uh, what, was he... what movie was he in with her? Were they in a movie together? I thought so. <laughs> they were both in the thin pink line. <laughs> oh,
1: that's it. That's it. That's it. That's hilarious. Did they break up so he could date Jennifer? There's a story there. I don't know. Man, they were literally in the midst of a breakup when they were filming Friends. I can't believe, like, at that point in Friends, it was popular enough, I feel like she could have had him replaced. He was apparently supposed to be on the show longer. Like, that's part of the reason oh, really? he got written off. Yeah. According to this. I do feel like we need, kind of need to get this gossip down. Yeah. I'm literally searching, did Tate Donovan break up with Sandra Bullock for Jennifer? Who is Tate Donovan's PR person and can Tate come on the podcast? Seriously, give us the scoop. That's wild. Anything I'm finding says they broke up in 94. They never revealed why Sandy and Tate broke up, from what I can see. And then Jen and Tate in 95. So, I don't know. It doesn't say the months. Hmm. But they have acknowledged before that they've dated the same person. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, this was so early in both of their careers, really.
1: Yeah, But he, he
0: was kind of like a golden boy of the 90s. He was in so much. That's true. Interesting. But we know Jen and Sandy
1: are gal pals, so... That's true. Didn't come between them. Or maybe it's what brought them together. Maybe it is. You never know. You never know. And also, I don't know if they were, like, friends during that time. I would imagine not. Yeah, it seems like their paths wouldn't have crossed very much. Yeah, interesting. Well, we'll just sit over here and wildly speculate until we can get some confirmation. Exactly. If anybody knows some gossip on this, we'd love to know. We would. But you know what? I'm happy the girls are BFFs now, gal pals yeah. who cares about Tate Donovan. They've loved, they've learned, they've grown. Live, laugh, love. <sighs> Apparently that's very chuggy. Have you heard this term? Oh, Allie, we don't have time for this. Yes, I have. <sighs> but I will say I don't use that phrase. I don't either. So while I do think I'm probably chuggy, I don't think I'm that chuggy. Yeah, Agreed. Okay, cool. That's all we're going to get to on that topic right now, though. I agree. It's too much. Yeah, it it makes me face my age and
0: mortality, which (laughs) I'm not prepared for. Uh. Anyway, this movie, I do do like that the love potion number nine is not the, like, lust potion, but Mm. that it is really the true love potion.
1: Yes, I agree. I thought that was a cute twist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for as silly of a plot as it was, like, I think they knew it was going to be silly. Like, it doesn't feel like they're trying too hard. Like, they're like, you know what? Yeah, we're just going to go all out and make this really ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. I also,
0: I appreciate that Paul and Diane, like, didn't actually use the potion on each other. That their love was something that had just been there all along.
1: Yes, I kept thinking throughout. I was like, oh, one of them is going to use it on the other because they have this, like, crush on each other. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad it didn't happen that way.
0: Yeah. There's also this nice layered effect. Tate Donovan does these, like, voiceovers for his character throughout the yeah. movie. And I think sometimes that can be stupid,
1: but I thought it was just what this movie needed. Yeah, I liked it, too. Like, let me tell you this crazy tale. Right. <laughs> and I will say, like, if you look at the plot too long, like, there's some ridiculous things in it that you're like, uh, like, honestly, the time frames are really weird. Gary seems like a really weird past relationship. How did they even get together? The way they portray her, it seems like a guy like him would never go for her. hmm So they just glossed over some things that you kind of just have to accept.
0: Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Also, like, a serious missed opportunity for a makeover scene?
1: Yes. Like, they should have given us the true makeover scene. Yes. Why did we not get that? Yeah, because we saw the before and after, but we didn't get to see the process. Right. I want to see the process. Oh, yeah. One of the most fun parts of a movie, by the way. Yes, agreed.
0: Like you said, they do just gloss over some stuff like when she breaks up with the rich guy and then she's with the Prince of England and then she just ditches the Prince of England to go on a date with Paul. It's just kind of like clunky transitions, yeah. but it doesn't bother me that much.
1: Yeah. This movie is not trying to be like a good cinematic, right? you know, movie. Look at me, Allie. Plot holes, and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I love it. Plot holes are okay in a rom-com, I think. There's just some movies I hold to a higher esteem. Of course. Love Potion Number 9 is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Anything else on the plot? No. It's cute. Yeah. So for Sandra Bullock's character of Diane, we rated it a 7.5 out of 10. Her character feels really down to earth. There is a period in there where you think that she's getting caught up in Gary for whatever reason, but then you learn it's the potion. It's not actually her. Mm -hmm. And she actually does stay really true to herself. Like, when she's at the party, charming people, she's still herself. Like, her Diane-ness still shines through. Which I think is a nice nod for her character, I guess. Our notes were kind of having, like, an identity crisis while watching this.
0: Wondering why on earth she was all of a sudden into Gary. There's, like three or four bullet points about it. Yes. But it resolves whenever we learn the truth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're like, Diane, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. I also like that she decides not to pursue the Prince of England. That was a choice she made on her own that would have been so easy to fall into and like get caught up in. But the fact that she chose to date Paul on her own, like no potions, it was just something that was
1: there and that felt right to her. I, I liked that. Yeah, me too. I thought it was, yeah, it was sweet. I will say there's not like huge character arc or like lessons learned for her character. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we rated it a solid positive score, but it didn't get much higher than that. Yeah, agreed.
0: Her acting for this movie, Sandra Bullock's acting, we gave her a 7.5 out of 10. Her acting is hilarious. She has <laughs> this slight lisp and somehow she does it in this way that's super convincing. It's not over the top, but it. Makes this character very unique.
1: Yes. It kind of reminds me of, you know, she does like a slight lisp and all about Steve, which. Yes, comes I was just thinking that. It does. But her ability to alter her voice that way is so impressive. Because again, it's not over the top here. It just fits the character and it's very, very subtle. Very. Yes. She's also like, at one point when she turns around, when she's like first trying out
0: the potion and she sees like the beautiful rich man standing behind her. She has this moment to herself where she kind of turns around and she's like kind of bouncing. She's like, oh my God. Like kind of mouthing to herself. She's so excited, kind of in disbelief that this is happening. It's
1: cute. It's super cute. It feels very relatable. Like you can Mm -hmm. put yourself in her shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I think her acting in this is cute. It's like solid. It's dorky. It feels very Sandra Bullock. Yeah, and it's still obviously so early in her career, like
0: what this would have been if she and Tate met on set. It was filmed in 1990. So I think it's a good glimpse into, like, her physical comedy that she really yes. grows into and just the way she brings those kind of quirky characters to life. I th- it's a good, like,
1: baseline for yeah.
0: for her talent.
1: Agreed. So for Boss Babe, we rated this a one out of two. She's a real smart girl, but really just no Boss Babe moves here.
0: No. Though, I will say, Sandra, at the beginning of this movie, move over Anne Hathaway and Princess Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: if they so could trendy. be pals. They could they be. W-
0: they would be closer pals than Anne Hathaway and Princess Diaries and- Lily? No, um, Gracie Hart. Because we were like, oh, which Oh, yes, yes, yes. Transformation is better. I, Absolutely. I think these ones are more like even-keeled
1: characters. <laughs> totally. Or evenly You're matched. right, though this just makes me think how much of a missed opportunity it really was that they didn't give us a true makeover scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. <sighs>
1: that would have taken it just to the next level. It really would have.
0: Yeah. For Would You Watch Again score for Love Potion number nine, we gave this a three out of five. I'm not sure I would watch this again.
1: I thought it was cute and entertaining, but there's a lot I would choose over it. Yeah, I said I'd watch this one again. Again, I think I must have been in, like, just the right mood for this ridiculous of a movie. But it totally tickled me, especially if it were just on TV. I'd totally throw it on. Yeah. I would not pay for this again, though. Yeah, I don't know if I would pay for it. Maybe if someone hadn't seen it and I knew that they would like, you know, this type of movie. But.
0: Yeah, I would recommend if you're a
1: Sandra Bullock fan, you should watch it. Yes. Agreed.
0: Yeah, it's cute. Very. So, to review for Love Potion number nine, we gave the plot a 7 out of 10, Sandra Bullock's character a 7.5 out of 10, her acting a 7.5 out of 10, a Boss Babe score of 1 out of 2, and a Would You Watch Again score of 3 out of 5 for a total score of 26 out of 37 points, which means that Love Potion number nine is ranked number
1: 24 out of 48. So, right in the middle of the pack. Smack dab in the middle. Yes. Feels, that feels good for this movie. It does. It's a heartwarming, very, very silly movie. It is. As always, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Crush underscore pod, on TikTok at Pod, or on our website, girlcrushpodcast.com. You can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about murder by numbers.
0: Bye! Bye.